are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans lose in rough fashion to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's maybe the best way to put it. We'll, we'll touch on this one briefly because I think this one's a lot simpler than really it needs to be. And Stan Van Gundy seemed to agree with me on this one in his post-game comments. I'll tell you what he said, what went wrong for the Pelicans in this one. Then we're going to continue our conversation with Kendall Baker of Axios Sports. So that's the show today. So let's dive into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get started in anything, thank you all for joining me on today's show. I know there's clearly events of great importance that are transpiring around the country right now, and I'm not going to touch on any of that today, but I do want to acknowledge it. Whether you're listening to the podcast as a distraction, happy to have you here. We're going to talk some Pelicans. We'll continue the conversation with Kendall Baker. If you don't want to listen today, because frankly, there's a lot going on right now, and maybe you don't want distractions, it's totally cool too if you don't listen. I promise I won't be mad. I understand it, but hey, the show is here five days a week, so we're going to be here if you would like to listen to, but of course, um, I appreciate you tuning in, and if it can be helpful just to listen to something else for a little bit, even if the Pelicans shouldn't have lost that game last night, happy you're here, happy to provide that for you. So it was an ugly game for the Pelicans in their loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. 111-110. They had a chance to win this one right at the death with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. There we go. Taking a three. Um, but unfortunately, he missed. Pelicans fell. This wasn't a good game for New Orleans for the most part. The third quarter, this game got away from him. It was a tough battle, tight battle throughout most of it. And then the third quarter... Um, Wolf 34 to 19 in favor of the Oklahoma City Thunder. New Orleans managed to get back into it in the fourth quarter, and we're really good in the fourth quarter because OKC really struggled for a while outside of Mike Muscala getting nine points in three straight made threes. But you could see a lot of the flaws with New Orleans in this one. You could nitpick the shooting, and we'll touch on that in a second. But Stan Van Gundy pointed to a number that really does jump out at you, and that's fast break points, um, points off turnovers. 27 for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Stan Van Gundy does not like giving up points in transition, points on the fast break, points off turnovers, which often lead into those sorts of things. That's why you see those two numbers be very similar. Because just easy scores, easy scores when you have a man advantage to run a fast break and get two points or three if you're doing a Pujit and kind of you know not have to actually work for it and the defense was bad in that regard 27 is way too much for the Pelicans to be giving up they can neutralize the paint and take away a lot of that in the half court and do a good job of limiting you in the half court for the most part but giving up 27 points in transition when they want that number to be around 15 or less I think is kind of the target that's not going to get it done and Stan Van Gundy said you can point to everything else it doesn't really matter when you're giving up almost 30 fast break points in a game you're going to lose. He's, he's not wrong. This is an area that he's really been working with this team on. And, you know, it kind of goes with a bit of a problem that New Orleans has. They like to go after offensive rebounds. 
if you go and try and grab a lot of offensive rebounds, you don't have guys backed in transition um, to defend in transition and on the fast break. But New Orleans has done a very good job of being able to kind of find the best of both worlds. Nine offensive boards, by the way, for New Orleans in this game. Outside of that, some of the big things that jump out at you is four of 22 from three. You can point to the 27 points in the fast break, but if New Orleans hits like two more threes and goes six of 22, they shot 18.2% from there, um, they can win this game. It wasn't a great performance. Lonzo Ball, two of nine from deep. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 0 for 5. Didn't hurt that J.J. Redick, uh, or didn't help that J.J. Redick got hurt, came back into the game, got hurt again, then had to leave and was out the remainder of the game, and he's also been cold. They just don't have any outside scoring right now. And in fact, New Orleans took only 22 threes. That is a small amount. You had the Oklahoma City Thunder make 19. They almost made as many as the Pelicans took. That's not going to get it done. It becomes a math issue at a certain point. Threes are worth more than twos. And so if they're making as many threes as you're making for twos, they're getting ahead of you by about a third of your offense. And that can be a big problem. And you saw it here in this game. They just have to have guys who can shoot a little bit better. Um, Lonzo Ball going two of nine doesn't help. Brandon Ingram only taking two, probably not the best thing from him. And then, of course, turnovers were kind of killer. And you saw Lonzo Ball have a... Pretty awful game in this one. 33% on the night. He was 6 of 18, 2 of 9 from deep, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and also 4 turnovers. He wasn't great on defense. He was not good on offense, um, though he finished with 15 points on the night. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. He was out there in crunch time just unable to get it done and turning the ball over. And at one point, you know, you've got to know what to do if you're him and he doesn't seem to do that. I don't want to like kill him on this because he had a couple of possessions where he was aggressive and drove and attacked, but you can't really do that in the final three minutes. Like you need to get the ball to BI or Zion and kind of get them to do things because when the team uh, of OKC saw that he was just attacking, they kind of sat back and waited for him and it didn't turn out well. He got blocked on one, turned it all uh, over on the other, and that just is a, a bad game from him. And so you had poor defense on the night, not really wanting to defend. Zion was bad in that regard, and we're going to talk about his defense on tomorrow's show. Like, overall, this was just all around bad. Nikhil got some run in this game, um, which you wanted to see. He played 26 minutes, uh, 27 minutes, but he was fi- uh, 5 for 14 you know, I know we want to see him out there and be aggressive and all that, but if he's going to shoot very inefficiently, I don't know if it's actually going to work. 13 points on 14 shots is just flat out bad. Brandon, uh, Brandon Ingram did enough. 24 points on the night. He was aggressive and cooking, particularly in the first half. Zion Williamson, 29 points on 17 shots. That number is really good. But then you look at the amount of shots that guys took. Lonzo Ball led this team in shot attempts in this game. That's not what it should be. He took three more than Brandon Ingram, one more than Zion Williamson. That's not how this is supposed to go. And if that's what's going to happen here, it's not going to work. And they need to try and figure that one out. But this offense right now is absolutely a mess. Defense did themselves no favors either in this one. By the way, Steven Adams, first triple-double of the season for New Orleans. 10 points, 10 assists, including a really nice behind-the-back dime to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and 11 rebounds. He was awesome. He continues to do really good things for this team. You know, I don't, I don't know. There's like a parade walking down my street, which is a very New Orleans thing right now, um, as I'm recording this at 10 o'clock at night, basically. 
yeah, I don't know what else to say other than just disappointing loss should have been better than this. They weren't. They've got a ways to go, and this is why I thought this team is probably closer to the 10th seed than in the top half of the Western Conference. So coming up, continuing my conversation with Kendall Baker of Axios Sports. Before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ready for some NFL playoffs, maybe the college football national title game. Oh yeah, and the NBA regular season. All here, and if you want to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. They're giving you free money. It's like you already want to bet by doing that. They've got the NFL game of the week, all of the prop bets for the college football title game, and of course, anything you could want to bet on when it comes to the NBA. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Make these games a little bit more interesting and get in on the action. Don't forget, use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by CBDMD. January is important in setting the tone for the new year, and in 2021, that has never been more true. And luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to help you receive the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And by the way, if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help keep you moving all year long. CBD Relieve with Lidocaine fuses CBDMD's hybrid broad-spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with their new technology that they use, this spray can be applied at any angle, even upside down, so you can reach those hard-to-reach places. Also, they have pet products. My dog has bad anxiety. I give her a CBD treat every single day, and it does wonders for her. And so to make this even easier to get the new year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 20% uh, 20 off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. 2020 is mercifully over and it's time for a fresh start and a couple more wins. And if you're betting this year and you want those wins, make sure you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to my conversation with Kendall Baker of Axio Sports, part two coming up now. I'm curious, so where where do you, it's kind of impossible to do this right now, this early in the season, but like, are the Pelicans a top 10 team in your mind? Or are you guys 15 range? You think about they're, they're, the league? It's hard. It's kind of impossible and ridiculous, but. No, I mean, and look, I, lo I love that in sports media, we love to rush to judgment yeah, and need to course. declare things immediately. And it's, it's what we do. Yeah, I mean, we got to say immediately if a trade is good or bad or if this player is good or bad, even though, you know, Kyra Lewis has played in like two games in the NBA. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Look, Jackson Hayes, who has struggled for the team at times this year, is a second-year guy who only started playing organized basketball like four years ago, if that, you know, three years ago, something like that, limited minutes at Texas. And I get that people are frustrated and want to see more out of him. But yeah, you got to sometimes give these guys more time and have a long-term outlook. But for the Pelicans, it's funny. David Locke, who's the head of the Locked On Podcast Network, was texting me during the game against the Indiana Pacers. And he's like, I think this Pelicans team is, is really good. He was talking about it on Twitter. This is a dangerous team. When they went on that run in the fourth quarter, it was a 19-4 to run against the Indiana Pacers. And then that all fell apart over the final two and a half minutes of the game. And then he started texting me being like, I'm annoyed. This is making me, you know, kind of like making 
me look bad, right? I just said all this great stuff. It kind of shows you the flaws with the roster and what they're kind of missing. As great as Brandon Ingram is, he is the only guy that can really create for others on this team. And if the defense kind of shifts and focuses on him, they, they struggle to score. Their offense is not great this year, despite having guys like Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson who are excelling their offense 22nd out of 30, according to basketball dash reference right now seems like it should be better. And because there's very clear limitations that teams can key in on, I'm not ready to say that this is a franchise that's going to fight for home court. I think they can get into the playoffs. The more likely scenario for them is to do that going through the play in tournament, the play in games, you know, whatever series, whatever you want to call it. I think that's a good option because this is a team that's likely to be peaking later in the year, as opposed to the start as they develop some of that chemistry as guys kind of figure out their roles or as, Maybe a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. steps up or Nikhil Alexander-Walker or um, Eric Bledsoe becomes more consistent to give the team that kind of second guy who can run this offense. That's what's going to hold them back more than anything. I like the fact of what their defense is doing. They're third in the league right now. I do think some of that stuff is real. And I think there's enough shooting on the team. But if you can't get those shooters the ball, yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah, I feel like playing tournaments, realistic expectation – what I feel like that was kind of the preseason expectation. I think they've, like I said, look even kind of better than I thought, but I think maybe, yeah, their expectations kind of still in the same, same ballpark. Cause you, you do. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the analysis of Brandon Inger being kind of the only guy who can make plays is kind of true. And I mean, look, Zion, Zion does a lot and you're seeing teams kind of key in on him. And that's, I think where some of the spacing might kind of become problems. He had, in the fourth quarter of the game against Indiana, got the ball and went right at the rim and ran into four guys because there's, you know, no other threats. You know, more shooters on there aren't going to stop some of that. Would you rather contest a Lonzo ball three from the corner or contest Zion Williamson at the rim? If you could, you know, which one are you going to give up? You'll give up the Lonzo ball three, right? And so unless you're putting 50% shooters around Zion, and if you do the math of what he shoots at the rim, it's basically got to be a guy who's like 48% from three that equates to Zion's shooting percentage at the rim. You're not finding those guys. And so if you don't have those guys, it's going to create issues with some of this offense unless you have such a threat in BI that bends a defense, breaks a defense, and then creates for others. And like, yeah, you're going to let a guy like Eric Bledsoe score or you're going to let Lonzo Ball do what he wants instead of Zion dunking all over you. And I think that's kind of the the biggest problem. It's, it's a, you know, big thing to Zion's credit that he's averaging whatever it is, he's averaging 20 points per game when he is so keyed in on, on any given night. Yeah. So more to come from my conversation with Kendall Baker in the third segment here. Also, that last part definitely applies to the team in this loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But before we get to that, today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. There's nothing worse than when your car's not working. And if you want to make sure that doesn't happen, you've got to keep up with the maintenance. And if it does happen, you can make it a little bit cheaper by doing a lot of the work yourself. And if you're looking for parts, look no further than rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have the, I, I, I order a lot of parts. My living room right now is covered in car parts. I just ordered 
ordered an AC condenser from them. I ordered a bunch of brackets for them. I ordered some, some damn foam from them and all of this stuff. And when you put it all together, if I had ordered from another place, it probably would have been two to $300 more. So I saved that much money just by using rockauto.com's super easy to use website. You just go to their website, put in the make and model of your car, select the year. They're going to show you all the parts they have for it. And I promise you those prices are going to be cheaper, like 99% of the time. Um, they have the same prices for professionals and do it yourselfers. If you're a mechanic and get cheaper parts, if you go to one of those chain stores, they're only going to have one part for you, but here they're going to show you different options. You can select the one and best yet prices that you prefer. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their, how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important you have a reliable source. Trust me, I need this because my team is decimated by injuries right now. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, continuing my conversation with Kendall Baker of Axio Sports, talking all things Pelicans and other things as well. This will bleed into tomorrow's show too as we wrap up part three. This was a fun conversation. I enjoyed it. I want you to hear all of it. So let's continue that on right now. I have uh, another question for you, Pelicans related. Um, One is what's your take, again, only a few games of the season, what's your take on Steven Adams so far? And secondly, I believe I – I remember seeing you tweeting back when you guys first made that trade, how you had a bunch of new listeners from New Zealand. I'm one, I, want, I, would like to, <laughs> I would like to get an update on that. Um, so I love Steven Adams. I, I was one of the guys in the beginning was like, maybe they gave up too much for him for, you know, a big center that doesn't space the court and just talked about some of the spacing issues on that one play. The guy who was covering Steven Adams just left him to take away Zion at the rim. And it's, it's a problem. But he does so many little things that you just love. He sets good screens. He fights hard on rebounds. Um, And you just need guys who do that kind of dirty work and try really hard because I think that can be kind of infectious at times. You're watching film. You're a player who's not trying as hard as Steven Adams is, and it's just blatantly there. I hope that motivates you to be a little bit better. They have another guy in Josh Hart who does some of that. He's not a great offensive player, frankly but you love him because of everything else he gives you. And I kind of feel the same way about Steven Adams. You know, also, I think it's one of those guys in the NBA who's a white dude with some personality and immediately is going to be a fan favorite. Like everyone loves those guys. It's why we kind of obsess about Alex Caruso at times, fair or unfair, even though he doesn't really have much of a personality. Um, Podcast has fallen a little bit in New Zealand, but I think, you know, I I track, you know, where where my podcast is on the charts. This is not my full-time job, but something I take very seriously here. Uh, so to see it getting number one in New Zealand on like all of sports was pretty wild to me for a little bit. Um, there, there, those are those to me. I mean, I've, I almost kind of want to write, write a story, but I mean, there's, there's so many interesting cases of, of guys who um, we don't really realize how popular they are back where, where, they're, where they're from. I mean, you, you know, you, even, even Giannis in Greece, it's, it's unclear how big of a deal he is there. And I would love to have more insight into that. Like it probably goes back to like Yao Ming, right. And China and everything he did for that the league. Like the one example where it was like, it did sink in for people like, wow. Yeah. Realized the impact. I think Giannis is becoming that. I think Stephen Adams is it, 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 per, um, 
you know, in his own right with New Zealand is that there's just so many international players like that. that these huge fan bases that we don't really hear about a ton. It, you know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned this and I remember it from one of the newsletters when you were talking kind of about the social media coverage for the team. And look, I see it a lot here in New Orleans. There's Lonzo Ball stands that will defend this dude to, to the death. Even if he's had like a bad game, they're ready to rip you. They've left me bad reviews on the show on iTunes because I said factual things about him and it's kind of weird some of the individual popularity overshadows the team and I think you covered this in a newsletter where it's Luka Doncic has more followers than the Mavs do right and so sometimes we we forget that it's it's becoming a, a changing way we look at the league it's less maybe allegiance to a team and more an allegiance to a specific player and like you, you see it with Steven Adams, especially for those international guys where you don't have a ton of New Zealanders in the league. And so it's a, it's what, like a sense of national pride almost for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's their, it's their, it's their kind of um, their way into the NBA. It's what gets them interested and let, you know, leads to more basketball fans and that basketball fans. So it's fascinating to me just in terms of just how many, you look at the other major sports leagues in North America nothing compares to the NBA in terms of international, like superstars. Look at the top, top leaders in every statistical category. There's like three international players. Yeah. In every 10 now. No, it's, it's wild to see kind of how they've grown the game and that it's going to continue to go in that direction. You know, teams invest more in scouting overseas than they ever have before. Maybe they're scared to miss out on Giannis, like basically every team in the league did. Pelicans brought in Trajan Langdon to be the GM because he's got a lot of ties to like Euroball. Uh, you gotta, I mean, you gotta keep going. We, we transitioned pretty quickly from Kentucky to Duke basically overnight. I saw someone... Yeah. Um, tweet at me saying they need to do something to get JJ Reddick going in practice. So maybe Stan Van Gundy needs to put like North Carolina jerseys on all of the players that he's going against to see if that fires him up. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. I'm fortunate about the loss, uh, but great conversation with Kendall Baker. We'll have part three of that tomorrow. We're also going to talk about Zion's defense because it has not been good, and we need to look at that as well. So that's coming for you all in tomorrow's episodes. So thank you again all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.